To understand a meeting like COP28, all you need to do is look at the one hosting the meeting. The 28th Conference of Parties, or COP, to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change was really a drive towards world government. And I'll prove it to you on this edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. Now, you, uh, you guys all should know by now that the Bible prophesies a world government will be established in the end time, and it will eventually be ran by the Antichrist, who is going to usurp authority over an already fully functioning world governing body. Daniel chapter 7, Daniel saw four beasts, a lion with eagle's wings, a bear, a four-headed leopard, and a ten-horned beast. And he goes down on in the chapter, Daniel 7, verses 17 and 23, and he says these beasts symbolize nations or kingdoms and the leaders of those nations, and that they would be on the earth during the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ, when the Ancient of Days would come back to establish His kingdom here on the earth. So these will be modern nations that will be on the earth, or empires, kingdoms, that will be on the earth and in power at the time of the second coming of Jesus Christ. Revelation 13, John saw a vision of a single beast come up out of the sea, and it had the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom, the body of the leopard, Germany, feet of the bear, Russia, mouth of the lion, Great Britain, and the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom, this reborn Holy Roman Empire. It would be a European-centered, world-governing body, a federalization of these nations. And the Antichrist will eventually usurp authority over this world-governing body. The Bible says when the deadly wound was healed, when the Berlin Wall would be torn down, all the world would wonder after this beast. So, what we're watching right now is the establishment of that world-governing body, and the United Nations is the seat of that world government in the earth today. So when you see a meeting like COP28, the Conference of Parties, the 28th Conference of Parties, by the United Nations in an effort to use the climate propaganda, and they actually use it more than that now, but the climate propaganda to scare everybody into compliance and to into redistributing the wealth of the world and we've got to do something right now or the earth is going to burn up and explode because I'm driving a Ford pickup truck. Well, all it is is an effort to drive us towards world government, world government. That's the goal of all of this. So many people are contacting us and saying, what's going on with COP 2028? Well, it just finished today and so we really won't see the effects of it and know some of, the, and some of the realities for weeks and months to come, right? And we'll keep you up to date on that. But I want you to understand, it's like anything else. I'm watching this Hamas, Israel, Iran, Hezbollah, 
the Houthis. I'm watching this situation. And you can get so immersed in every detail of every article that you really don't get the big picture. But if you step back from the situation and look at really what's going on, on in the regional situation and really uh, with some of the other players, Russia and China and the United States and everything that's going on, then you can say, wow, and look back at some of the history and the prophecy, then you can say, okay, I, 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 I kind of grasp a little bit about what's going on with this situation in the Middle East. What's well, the same way with a, co a conference of parties? And obviously this is not going to be the last one, but I look at it from a, a globalist perspective because you've got the United Nations is hosting it. I mean, it's like... Um, the, the Bilderberg meeting. You know what everything, what, what the, what's really going on there because they're globalist. So they've got globalist ambitions. So everything they do during a, a Bilderberg meeting is designed to get the world to align up to what their goals are. That's what a Bilderberg meeting is all about. Now you can talk about every little nuance of every little meeting they have and you're just, you can almost get, go into a trance. But when you understand the big picture, then you know. So that's the same thing with a, a conference of parties, a COP28. You've got to look at what's hosting the meeting to understand what's going on. So we're going to get deep off into this um, today, but let me first mention First Cup Coffee. Because you know, as we're talking about world government, a lot of different things, that we're working essentially day and night to keep up on all this stuff, right? We're energized by our God-given purpose, but thankfully we've got a good cup of coffee upstairs in the morning, actually more than one, uh, from First Cup Coffee to help energize us, right? And these guys, are they're a Christian-owned Patriot Coffee Company out of, this, out of Texas. They've got many different roasts, and we have affiliated with them and they're helping support our endeavors to reach the world with the gospel of the kingdom of God. So, go to First Cup Coffee, firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you get on their subscription plan, they'll give you another 10% off. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get your 10% off today. So let's get off into this COP28 and see what's really going on from the big picture. Now, a lot of people want to know about the food, the nitty-gritty. What are they going to do? Are they going to cut off meat and get us to eat synthetic food and stuff like that? Well, that's what they would love to do. The UN Food and Agriculture Organization, they, they, it's the, um, the FAO of the United Nations. They give a roadmap, and they say on their roadmap, at the top of the page, they say, Achieving Sustainable Development Goal 2. There's 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Achieving SDG 2 without breaching the 1.5 degrees Celsius threshold, a global roadmap. Now, I want you to understand here, before we get off into the details of everything, that you are going to see a reoccurring theme in all of this, and that is the Sustainable Development Goals. I could go off into the food in great detail and the health and the climate and everything else they're wanting to do, all the wealth redistribution, but if you do not understand the Sustainable Development Goals and what they are, you're going to miss the whole COP28. Because there's, there's no way to really understand 
what they're trying to do and why they're trying to do it unless you understand the sustainable development goals. Because almost every website that you go to on COP28 and they're trying to explain things, they're trying to meet, all of this is devoted to meeting one of the sustainable development goals. So until you understand that, you're going to be stuck. Because I don't want to know necessarily what they're trying to do. I want to know the motive. What's your goal? Why are you trying to do that? And then it helps me to understand COP28. So on this FAO, the UN Food and Agricultural Organization, they identified 10 priority areas. These are the things that they want to control. And again, the meeting's just ending today. So it'll be weeks and months before we fully know and realize what they're trying to do. And we'll stay on top of it. But these 10 priority areas, they're looking at different things like livestock. So if you own livestock, they're going to want to control different things, um, how you feed that, what different uh, methods of raising your livestock. I mean, they want to control every aspect of your life. That's what the Sustainable Development Goals is about. Um, soil and water, uh, the fertilizer, what you can put in the soil, uh, what you do with the water on your property, crops, diets, fisheries, I mean everything in the name of climate change. They're saying all of this affects climate change. And you, you got to understand, the climate change is a hoax. Human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change, is a hoax. So, so you say, well, then why are they want to control our livestock and the soil and the water and the crops and our fisheries? Because they could care less about that stuff. All they're worried about is building their world government. Again, that's why you have to understand the Sustainable Development Goals, what that is, and what the United Nations really is, the seat of world government in the earth today. So they have to come up with this giant crisis out of nowhere, and that's what it is. What Vivek Ramaswamy is saying about climate change as a hoax, that's absolutely true. What Donald Trump said about climate change as a hoax, that's absolutely true. The climate is going to be up one day and down the next for the rest of the time that we're here, and it always has been like that. God has a way. He created the earth to regulate the climate. And so, without a catastrophe, we don't need any world government, right? So, they've got to, they've, they want to control the world, so they've got to have this big perpetual catastrophe that gets the world to buy into it because you're scared to death, right? Well, once you understand it's all a big hoax, then this all becomes about money at that point. That's all it is. It's all about money. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. These people are so in love with money and power, it's, it's unreal. The Bible says power corrupts, abs or not the Bible doesn't say that, <laughs> but there's a saying, power corrupts, absolute power uh, corrupts absolutely. And so that's what's really behind all of this. The livestock, the soil, the water, the crops, the fisheries, where following this roadmap can help push the world closer. This is, and I'm quoting from their website, world, the world closer to achieving zero hunger, which is the second of the 17 sustainable development goals. This is the goal here. You say, well, these, seven, these sustainable development goals, what's that? I'm going to get to that 
in just a moment, and it's very, very important. But it all comes down to money, right? And, and right here, let me interject Birch Gold. Because there's a lot of people that are thinking about maybe moving to some gold. And, and a lot of people, uh, the, the central banks are buying up gold like there's no, no tomorrow. And so these, you know, the world government enthusiasts are wanting to impose these digital currencies. It's this world government that I'm talking about here. It's prophesied in the Bible. And they're pushing digital IDs on the populations of the world. And they, it could allow these officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products that's already happening or freeze certain parts of your money. Consider the truckers up in Canada. So and it, would, it would enable governments to control your finances. So there are, there are some concerned Americans that are diversifying their assets into, a, into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And, it, you know, if you've got like a, if you want a physical asset held in like a tax-sheltered retirement account, go to birchgold.com slash endtime to get your free info kit on gold. If you've got an IRA or a, a 401k um, that's just been laying around for a while, Birch Gold can help you convert that into an IRA in gold, and you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. So go to birchgold.com slash endtime, and claim your free info kit on gold because if digital currency becomes a reality, you may want to wish you had some gold to fall back on, right? So we're talking about COP28, this United Nations, this world governing effort to govern the world. That's what it is. When I hear another COP, another, you know, next year it's going to be COP29 or next year or two, I know exactly what it is. I don't have to sit there and scratch my head and go, man, wonder what they're going to do at COP28 or 29. I know exactly what they're doing. It's another effort to push us down the road towards world government. They say the aim here from the COP28 website on the food portion is to transform the agri-food agri systems, which encompass how the food we eat, this is what they want to control, the food we eat, how it's farmed, how it's raised, how it's transported, how and where we dispose of it. I mean, every aspect of your life. Growing, harvesting from the net emitters to into a carbon sink by 2050, capturing 1.5 gigatons of greenhouse gas emissions annually. And the goal is to help to eliminate world hunger without driving the planet, the planet past one and a half degree uh, limit for global warming as set by the Paris Agreement. Folks, one and a half degree, that's nothing. It was 41 degrees in Dallas last night, and I think it's like 65 or 70 outside right now. Who cares? But the thing is, they could care less about meat. Do you understand that, right? The, according to the summit's online portal, its food offerings at the COP28 meeting included juicy beef, slabs of succulent meat, smoked Wagyu burgers, Philly cheesesteaks, and melt-in-your-mouth barbecue, in addition to African street barbecue, fast, casual Mexican fare, and an Asian option that has a touch of French flair. At their COP28 meeting, guys. So they're really concerned about meat that we eat, right? But the revelation comes as this UN faces these criticism for preparing a first-of-its-kind report that is expected to publish at the summit 
and call for lower meat consumption, but yet they've got all these fabulous, wonderful meat dishes at their COP28 meeting. Because they do not care about the food, they want to control you and they want to control me. On the United Nations COP28 website, here's what they want to control. Health. And they say health in the name of climate change, but they want to control the health industry, food, biodiversity, the ocean, water, land, greenwashing, human security. And they say the international cooperation on all of this is the Paris Climate Agreement, which was money from developed nations to underdeveloped nations, and all it did was to flow into the coffers of the despots. Nationally determined contributions, acceleration agendas, climate ambition summits, the climate conferences, or the COPs, this is their, they say this is their way, they're pushing all of this. The youth advisory groups, action initiatives, and here we go, this is that re reoccurring theme, the sustainable development goals. But folks, in all of this, again, if you have a dreamed up scheme, climate change, it was global cooling back in the 40s and 50s. Now it's, because that was proven not to be true, now it's global warming. Oh, well, hold on a minute, maybe I'm, that's not being politically correct. Now it's climate change, because global warming was proven not to be true, now we're climate change, because that's just this nefarious, uh, anything goes, uh, oh, we had a tornado, that must be climate change. There was a hurricane, uh, now it's, man, it's 100 degrees here in Texas, that must be climate change. No, wait, now we have a polar vortex last year, and it got below zero in Texas, which is unheard of. Well, that must be, that's got to be climate change as well. So, global warming, global cooling, it's all climate change, it's all a hoax, it's all just to scare you, so what's it all about then if it's not really true? The overall goal is money, wealth redistribution. Now, you must always remember the United Nations is a socialistic organization. They're the ones hosting COP28. So if you, a lot of people want to know, what's COP28 all about? That's easy. The United Nations is a socialistic organization. The number one plank of socialism is wealth redistribution and control. Consequently, all the propaganda that comes from the United Nations is designed to do one thing. Why do they need to come up with this scam out of nowhere, this hoax? Because they want to promote the socialistic principle of wealth redistribution, hence the COP28 meeting. That's what it's all about. Now, the, the sustainable development goals. I told you there's a re reoccurring theme through COP28. John Kerry, Kamala Harris, all these leaders from all over the world, they come in and just start pledging billions, and I mean billions and billions and billions. Some leaders went there and were talking about, we need trillions of dollars to flow into this climate slush funds of the developed nations to the underdeveloped nations. And it's kind of a reparations fund because they're saying that 
we're the, the largest emitters. These other countries are feeling the effects of that because they're not emitting as much. And so the developed nations need to pay or give reparations to the underdeveloped nations. It's wealth redistribution. And guess what? China, who is the largest emitter of them all, is considered a developed, a developing nation. So they'll get some of this money. That's what Donald Trump was saying. Saying, that's crazy. Look at all the emissions that is being emitted by China, and they're a developing nation? You've got to be kidding me. That's why he pulled us out of the Paris Climate Agreement. So, the Sustainable Development Goals, what's that? Well, they were unanimously adopted by 193 member nations of the United Nations, including the United States, on September of, in 2015, uh, under the Obama administration. And the goal was to make up the international community's 15-year socialistic blueprint of global governance for every person on the earth. That's the goal. Now, we are at um, 2023, so we're about what? We're just over maybe halfway to uh, 2030. We're right there at the halfway point. So they're really pushing, pushing, pushing. We've got to get this done by 2030. Well, why? The, the climate, the earth isn't burning up. The polar caps over the last year, guess what? have actually expanded. Did you know that? I'll prove that to you here in just a moment. But if the Earth is warming, how is the polar ice caps expanding? Because the narrative, the false narrative that's coming from the United Nations is an absolute hoax. It's all designed to drive us into world government, to drive us into wealth redistribution because the United Nations is socialistic. So this plan, Agenda 2030, the Sustainable Development Goals, it's called the Transforming Our World, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. And it's a universal policy agenda designed to convert the nations of the world into a global community governed by the United Nations. And it's comprised of 17 main goals accompanied by 169 targets. Some of them have eight, some of them have 10 different targets under the goals designed to manage the planet. Now, hence the COP28 meeting where they're trying to manage food, health, uh, your farmland, water, e everything in the, under the guise of these 17 sustainable development goals. I also say it's socialistic because the plan includes the socialistic principle of wealth redistribution. They actually state in the plan that the reduction of inequality will only be possible if wealth is shared and income inequality is addressed. They're telling you right there, this is about money. None of these things will be possible unless we redistribute the wealth of the world. It's all about wealth redistribution, it's all about money, and it's all about control. So it's socialistic, the socialistic blueprint of the United Nations to run the world. I refer to it as global governance of every aspect of every person on earth because their plan actually states, and I'm quoting, we commit to change 
to, uh, we commit to making fundamental changes in the way that our societies produce and consume goods and services, i.e. what you eat and how you produce that, and many other things, governments, international organizations, the business sector, and non-state actors and individuals must contribute to changing unsustainable consumption patterns. You guys need to eat less meat, even though at our COP28 meeting, we're going to be serving meat dishes like you can't even imagine. But you, you uh, blue-collar people out there in society, we, you've got to curb the amount of meat you eat because you're heating up the planet in the way you're producing your meat. So they got to control all this. So the propaganda is, the, and I want you remember that word, propaganda, because everybody, there are a lot of people that are scared to death over this climate change. But like Vivek Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy is saying, it's a hoax. The propaganda is that humans are using the Earth's resources at such a rate that nothing will be left for future generations. You know, they don't look at the way God created animals to reproduce and, um, and plant life and all the, all the different things. God created this earth to be sustainable, but yet they've taken God out of the equation and they're just trying to scare you to death. So, you know, God couldn't produce any more cows if he needed to or chickens and, you know, because there's, according to them, there's no God. God has no, he's, he's not even in the equation here. So, the United Nations, the world government, must establish a master plan to govern the Earth's citizens. That's what this COP28 is all about. It must, in true socialistic form, redistribute the wealth of the world so everyone is considered equal, except for the oligarchs that are at the top, right? Control the production and consumption of every person, your food, and the way you produce it, and everything else. Strive to achieve universal health care, control the climate, manage our cities and infrastructure, govern the oceans, govern land usage along with all ecosystems. In other words, every aspect of your life. And so these are the sustainable development goals. This is world government. So when you look at all of the websites, I went through the COP28 website. The sustainable development goals are all the way down through there. What's COP28 all about? The sustainable development goals. World government. After the, well, I'm coming up on a break here, so I'll, I'll get off into this, the World War II and after that. But um, I want you to understand, and, and like many things going on in the news, when it has anything to do with the United Nations or a, anything really <clears throat> is um, what's, what's the big picture here? And I look at it from prophetic aspect. Um, you know, it, some of the minuscule news, I don't pay any attention. I don't pay any attention to most of the news. But when it has to do with a COP28, and I know exactly what it is, because I've followed several of the conference and parties over the years, then it's easy. I, I know what's coming. I know it's going to be a world government, and I know what's going here. So, early access to Christmas deals starting right now. Do you remember that feeling you had as a kid during the holidays? What experiences and gifts would you receive this year? 
Well, the atmosphere at End Time is nearly the same. We're excited because these deals are now available through the end of 2023. Why are we so thrilled? Because we know these resources transform lives and that's even more fun than Christmas, especially in these tough times. For the remainder of 2023, you can get deals like a special VIP group video call with Dave Robbins when you get Understanding the End Time. End Time Plus subscription for 50% off, or my personal favorite, a $10 and under sale for almost 100 different products featuring Irvin Baxter, Dave Robbins, and more. Go to endtime.com deals for a full catalog of items. You can also call 800-END-TIME. Hurry, supplies are limited. Go to endtime.com deals today. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. So the sustainable development goals, right? World government. I mean, so let's look at the United Nations for a second. So um, after World War II, the United Nations was founded as this international organization supposedly to maintain peace and security by developing friendly relationships between nations and promoting social progress. The idea behind that institution, it sounded great, until it was discovered that the charter establishing the UN was drafted by a communist spy, Alger Hiss. Well, with a communist agenda driving the mechanics of the United Nations, it's easy to see how the global elites have been able to work from within the United Nations to quietly build a world government. Now, they're very frustrated right now because the UN Security Council has veto power over their resolutions. Antonio Guterres is going out of his mind right now. He's calling for a, a ceasefire in between Israel and Hamas. He wants to be able to dictate to Israel, you will stop right now, but he can't do it. And the United States is willing to veto that resolution. So he's going out of his mind because he doesn't have the dictatorial powers that he wants. That's really what they want for the United Nations. So, a socialistic world government is the goal, communistic socialistic, and promoting the belief in global warming is the number one vehicle to reach the goal. Now, you say, Dave, why do you say communism, communistic or socialistic? Those are two different ideals and they have nothing to do with each other. Now, that is absolutely wrong. They absolutely, they're like synonymous terms. Socialism is the economic mindset, economic portion of it. Communism is the political ideology of it. And so that's what they're trying to do to the United States. The Communist Party USA right now, been here since, um, what, 19, I think 1919 in the United States. You go through their Communist Party USA platform and they will say, We want to implement socialism on the way to a higher phase, communism. 
in the United States, they know they can't overtake us militarily. At least they couldn't before the Biden administration. And so now what they want to do is they're trying to implement socialism here. They're trying to get a hold of the economy of the United States. Once they get complete control of the economy, boom, then they want to implement uh, communism. So when I say socialism, communism, in my mind, and I can believe I can prove this, it's a, it's a synonymous term. They work, the socialism and communism work hand in hand. Go to the Communist Party USA's platform. The word communism is only in there a few times. But socialism is like a plethora of times down through there. So, um, when, when, you know, we've been speaking about the food system, right? And so let me mention uh, Ready Pantry real quick. Because if they're, tr you know, if they're trying to get us to eat all synthetic food, that's not going to happen with me. I'll just eat beans, beans, and beans, and more beans. I don't care. Because I'm not going to eat stuff that was grown in a lab with all this stuff where they're trying to control my insides, and uh-uh. I'm just not going to do all that stuff. And I don't care if i got to raise a cow out in my backyard. I'm going to eat meat, me and my wife and everybody else I can get my hands on to come over to my house to eat. That's just the way it's going to be. And so I'm, that's the way I was raised. I believe there's a God. God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And I think he could spare one of them for old Dave Robbins. Okay. Ugh. Well, you'd like to believe that the grocery stores are always going to be there, right? And that these food supplies and food chains and all these things are going, they're not, they're not going to collapse. So we got to do the best we can, right? And we got to pray for the best but prepare for the worst. I mean, what if there was a way you could have an affordable three-month emergency supply of food? Well, there is. Readypantry.com slash endtime. It offers these 25-year shelf-stable foods, and it's good, uh, it's good stuff. I mean, and it's, it's fresh, and not to mention the peace of mind you get knowing you have an emergency supply of food ready for anything. Ready Pantry, the, it's American-based company. All their uh, products are sourced right here in America, and there's a lot of long-term storage companies on the internet that sell stuff that's been on the shelves for years. But you don't have to worry about that with Ready Pantry. They've got fresh products, and that's what's going to be delivered to your door. Then Ready Pantry is offering discounts up to 20% off for 3 to 12 month supplies. Go to readypantry.com slash endtime, use code endtime, and you can save an additional 10% off of that and you never pay for shipping on any orders. Or you can stock your pantry with a, these uh, buy now, pay later options um, and that are available at checkout. So go to readypantry.com slash endtime um, and get yourself some of those things because it's, it's really, really good in times of any kind of a catastrophe at all. Now, one of these core belief systems of socialism is that most conflict in society stems from this ever-broadening gap between the wealthy and the poor, right? I mean, that's what we're told. And the contention is that the wealthy, they're the ruling class, and they will inevitably use their economic power to enforce their will upon the less fortunate. That's not true. You say, oh, yeah, it is true. No, that's not true. I know what it's like to be poor, and I can, I'm not rich, but I know what it's like to come out of being poor to where I'm not, I'm not to the point where I'm living on a mattress somewhere, right? Out, uh, we've got a guy that lives down the alley here 
behind end time that sleeps on a mattress behind McDonald's, okay? So I'm saying that you can, you can be whatever you want to be. It's the American dream, right? If you want to work hard, do the best you can. I know, I know several people, more than one, that got a high school education. I know one that didn't even finish high school that ended up being a multi, multi-millionaire. So if you want to work hard in this country, you can do whatever you want. It's not always the rich man trying to beat down the poor man. That's, a, that's this false narrative that they would like for you to believe. We need a lot of those rich people because they're the ones providing the jobs, right? They got to own these big companies. I say, let them rip. Man, provide more jobs. Let, it, let, it, let's, let America take off. Oh, man. Um, so the ultimate socialistic solution to this problem is to abolish private property ownership for the state to own all means of, principle, of production with the central government redistributing the wealth evenly among the masses. Now this is socialism. The result would be, you guys know this as well as I do, a, a classless communistic society. Consider um, Venezuela, where a global government would ensure equality for all the citizens. And who gets the money before it's over with? The governments do. So it would be impossible to fully realize. Now, consider COP28. They're trying to create a world governing body. Right. It's, it's the United Nations meeting. So it would be impossible to fully realize the dream of a communistic one world government without the redistribution of wealth from the developed nations to the poor underdeveloped nations of the world. They've talked about John Kerry. All of these people talked about all of this stuff in the COP28 meetings. And so this is the main goal of the global warming climate change hoax. The United Nations elites know that a perpetual global life-threatening crisis is necessary to convince wealthy nations, i.e. the United States, European nations, to accept the punitive cost of cap-and-trade taxes. Now, you might say, well, carbon cap-and-trade taxes, what is that? Well, wealth redistribution is exactly what carbon cap-and-trade tax laws are designed to accomplish. The government will set a cap on the amount of carbon emissions that an industrialized nation can emit. If, li if, the li if that limit succeeded, carbon credits can be purchased from underdeveloped nations who have more credits than they need. It's wealth redistribution. It doesn't solve any carbon problem, right? Because if you've got a successful fa factory, all you're going to do is buy more of the carbon credits or maybe on the, like a, the credits from a stock exchange. You say, oh, Dave, uh, man, that, there's, there's no way that's ever going to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, on the, in November, just a month ago, the COP28, now listen, this is from the Herbert Smith and Freehills. Listen, COP28 and carbon markets unfinished business. They go back to COP27 and things that they were trying to get, a pass, get past there, these carbon cap and trade laws. But they said, now we've got unfinished business. Let's talk about COP28, which is where they're at, which is ending today. And it says this, understanding carbon markets, that compliance markets, it says there are two types of, of the carbon markets. Compliance markets are governed by national, regional, and international policy or regulatory requirements. These markets aim to establish a carbon price either through a tax or cap-and-trade schemes. 
the EU emissions trading system, the world's first carbon market, operates on a cap and trade principle. And they're talking about this at COP28 and saying, well, we had unfinished business from COP27. We didn't get the cap and trade laws in place like we want. But those are developed, those are designed to redistribute wealth. That's what, that's what the human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change propaganda by the United Nations is all about. Remember, I said they're socialistic. And the main plank of one of the main planks of socialism is wealth redistribution. So during this COP, cap, uh, COP 28, they have got these huge green, they call them climate funds. What is a climate fund? The United States isn't going to see any of it because we're supposedly a developed nation. So we're just going to pay, pay, pay. It's socialism. And the Bible says there's going to be a socialistic one world governing body over lorded by the Antichrist in the end time. This is all end time Bible prophecy. We're watching it happen. But the United States doesn't have to comply, right? Now, you, you can vote for whoever you want. I don't care. But when Donald Trump came in, he knew that the Paris Climate Agreement, so in 2015 you had the Sustainable Development Goals that were signed on to. That was in September of 2015. Then the Paris Climate agreement was signed on to in, in December of 2015 and that was that you had the sustainable development goals and then you had the economic um, the commitments by the nations to this it was like a hundred billion dollars or something like that and the United States was supposed to be given billions to it and Donald Trump come in and he said hold on a minute this is a hoax this all this is is redistributing the wealth of hard-working Americans to other nations and into the United Nations. So he, he pulled us out of the Paris Climate Agreement. He was the President of the United States and he looked at it and he said, this is a hoax and we're not going to do it anymore because he was not a globalist. Now you can agree with that whether you want to or not. I, I understand everybody's got their own political views, whatever. I'm telling you that's what happened during the Trump administration. Whether he gets back in or not, I don't know. However, I, I I think that they will go to some drastic measures before they ever would allow him to get back into the White House because they realize in the next four years he would try to tear the whole house of cards down. Anyway, that's the deep state. But Donald Trump pulled us out of the Paris Climate Agreement because he realized it was wealth redistribution. Well, Joe Biden pushed us straight back into it when he got in office because he's a globalist. He's all into wealth redistribution of the United States to other nations, to the United Nations. He's all into building a world governing body. So that's why John Kerry and Kamala Harris are in COP28. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500 year old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. 
The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. When we're talking about these CO2 emissions and different things like that, which is what they're saying all this is based upon, we have proven conclusively many times that CO2 emissions have nothing to do with global warming. If, if it does, it's such a minuscule amount, it doesn't even matter. And God has made ways for the, the earth, plant life, number one, CO2 emissions is plant life, you understand. Uh, plant food, so that these CO2 emissions, they have, they have nothing to do with global warming. Global warming, fear-mongering, is simply a scheme put together by these global elites to redistribute the wealth of the world and to move us into a world-governing body. That's what COP28 is all about. Global warming is only one of the messages being used to force the nations into a world-governing body. They're using a lot of other stuff, too with the World Health Organization and the International Monetary Fund and everything, they, they're trying to get the earth all stirred up. So anytime you hear global governance, propaganda like Agenda 2030, sustainable development, nationalized healthcare, social justice, national identification programs, you can think world government. COP28, Conference of Parties by the United... It's easy. World government. That's what they're trying to do because it's global warming, right? Or, 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 hold on a minute, I should say climate change that is presently the poster child being used to frighten everyone into giving up freedom to save the planet. And they've even got the Pope and all these other religions on board. I mean, they had the first uh, faith pavilion at COP28 and with the Pope saying that we're sinning against the planet the earth is crying out to us, stop, uh, you know, living unsustainably. It's a sin against the planet. Whew. Uh, weaponizing the religions to push their global governing agendas. Wow. 
Uh, when I saw that faith pavilion and read articles on it and saw the videos on it, I thought, man, wow. The, the, these religions are getting on board pushing a false narrative just to push a world governing body. It's prophecy. Read Revelation chapter 13, Satan's master plan in the end time. World government, the world religion will use its influence to get the religions of the world on board with it. And then because when you have one of the major religious figures on the planet saying that it to the, all the people that follow that, saying that it is, we are sinning because we are harming the planet and we're living unsustainable lifestyles and all this other stuff, you know, yikes, come on. We, I mean, wow. People really need to understand what's going on here. There's a lot of false narratives running around out there. And you better know what you believe before this stuff's all over with. Some people just take a hook, line, and sinker because they're following the nightly news. Wow. And I saw it. I just uh, read an article before I came in here about the United Nations and many other places that are pushing these false narratives that they have partnered with Google and some of these other companies to push their false, to, to push true conservative ideologies to push them way back and only push the false narratives. So I'm in the news every day, every single day. And when I look up COP28, when I looked up COP28 food control, go to Google, look up COP28 food control. All you will see is the United Nations and the Sustainable Development Goals and everything that they're trying to push that's all great. We've got to do all this. But the people that would talk about the real control, what they're really trying to do, they'll shove them back so many pages that nobody would ever go back there to look at them. It's page after page of United Nations sources and all these different things. But I want to read what's really going on. How are you going to, going to try to control our farmland. How are you trying to control the water, our infrastructure in America, the way we produce our food, the kind of food we eat? I don't want the United Nations controlling all of that, so I want to read articles on that. Well, you've got to go specific, you've got to go directly to specific websites. And if you don't know about them websites, then you're stuck. Because the United Nations and all these globalists have partnered with global or with uh, um, Google and some of these other sites to push all those conservative truth-teaching individuals so far back you never get to them. This is what's going on. Go to Google and look up COP28 food control and you won't see any articles unless it's a great pie in the sky. Here's what we're trying to do to save the planet. It's not all about here's what we're going to do to try to drive America out of business and try to create a world governing body. You don't read, you, you got to go to very specific websites to read articles about what's really going on. That's why I'm so thankful for the prophecies of the Bible because the prophecies of the Bible, I know what's going on before they ever have the meeting, folks. I don't know all the little intricacies about every little goal and all this. But when I, when I know, I followed a lot of these cop meetings over the years. 
But when I go to, when everybody's asking me, what about COP28? I know exactly what COP28, and I know what COP29 and COP30, I know exactly, because I understand the prophecies of the Bible, and I'm watching this thing unfold right before me, guys. And so that's why it's very important that we understand the prophecies of the Bible. God has already seen all of this play out, and he gave it to the writers of the Bible, the different secretaries, and he said, Zechariah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Isaiah, you guys write all this? Now, John, Peter, the Apostle Paul, you guys write this. And while I'm there in a fleshly form, I'm going to write uh, Matthew 24 and uh, all, all the others. Or I should, uh, actually, Matthew wrote it, but um, Jesus was teaching it. And so, very important, right? Once you understand the prophecies of the Bible, they can't play tricks on you anymore. And believe me, they're trying to play tricks on you. They're trying to teach all these false narratives. But the Word of God, you can see right through all this once you understand it. I Man, I am so thankful for the Word of God, and I'm so thankful for the prophecies of the Bible. And we're using this stuff to win people to God with it. That's the whole goal here. And to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world. To truly teach the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world, you can teach the gospel, but if you're going to talk about the kingdom of God, you've got to understand the timing of this stuff. You've got to understand the, the much a lot of the book of Isaiah, and which talks about the coming kingdom of God and things that will happen during that era, and uh, the book of Revelation. And I mean, you've got once you tie all these pieces together, people can't feed you a line. Uh, like the United Nations and some of these other false narratives that are being pushed. You can know, hey, no, the earth is not on global warming to the point where it's going to burn up and, and just blow away. It's not going to happen like that. Because the Bible says we're going to be here at least another thousand years. Once Jesus Christ comes back, the earth will be here another thousand years. And it's, it's not going to go, uh, it's not going to be burned up because of global warming, anything we've done. And so you can't be, you can't, they can't push these false narratives on you once you understand Bible prophecy. So it's one of the most important topics besides salvation and a few of the other doctrines, the oneness of God and some different things. But other than that, uh, Bible prophecy, very, very, very important. The entire Bible is very important, but Man, I'm, I'm so thankful because I would hate to go through the end times without an understanding of the Bible. That's why people are buying our new Understanding the End Time book and our Understanding the End Time DVD sets. Because, I mean, these things are flying off the shelf, especially right here before Christmas. Go to endtime.com. they got Christmas specials on these right now. Our, our book, I think, is actually on a Christmas special, and we just come out with it. i got to talk to Vince about that and all our team upstairs talk to my wife. I was on Jim Baker's the other day and they're like, we got all this on a Christmas special and I'm like, hold on a minute. I just, we just come out with that stuff. But you can take advantage of it uh, right here before Christmas and so, uh, man, Christmas is what? Two weeks from yesterday. Wow. It's coming on us quick. So these are great, great gift ideas. So something you can do. And another thing, if you guys are um, looking for something to donate to before the end of the year, the end of the year giving. Uh, end Time Ministries, I would ask you to consider that. Uh, and, you know, you guys need to do, you're fixing to do your taxes, you need a tax write-off or something like that. End Time Ministries, 
We're winning souls all over the world, folks. We're building the kingdom of God, taking people out of Satan's kingdom and putting them in God's kingdom. And that's the goal in all of this. God's helping us to understand the prophecies and to know what's coming. But we're preparing people mentally, physically, and spiritually. Mentally and physically for the times just ahead, spiritually for eternity. And so a lot of people have bought into that, and they love our mission. They bought into it. They understand that we truly are all about people. And if you come here and visit us, you'll see what it's all about. If you go on one of our Israel tours, you come meet us at one of our conferences, you'll see. There's no hidden anything. What you see is what you get. We're real people. We love you guys. We pray for you. And we're all trying to get through this together, right? And I know COP28, world government. Period. That's what they're pushing. The World Economic Forum meetings, world government. The, the, the Bilderberg meetings, world government. If the World Bank, International Monetary Fund, the Bank for International Settlements, all those things are working together for one big great agenda, it's world government. The United Nations, uh, the, the, world, um, the International Criminal Court, all of that stuff is designed to run the world, folks. So when I read articles on them, I'm not sitting here scratching my head going, well, I wonder what these guys are trying to do. No, it's easy. World government. If the uh, United Nations is putting out some kind of a, a false narrative, I know exactly what they're trying to do. They're pushing their socialistic world governing body, their, their agenda. They're trying to cram it down our throat. That's what they're trying to do. And the Antichrist will eventually usurp authority over that. And so that's what's coming down the pike. You say, well, that's all bad. Nah, you can't take God out of the equation. Don't ever do that. Because God will be with us all the way to the end. Jesus, the, the, the Bible says he'll never leave you, he'll never forsake you. And so I'm going to trust in him. I'm going to keep my faith and hope and trust in God all the way through. I'm not worried about Joe Biden. I'm not worried about the, the COP28. Because I've got God on my side. And the Bible says no weapon formed against me will prosper. So, God bless each and every one of you. We love you guys. We pray for you all the time. We're all in this together, right? So thank you for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show.